the shipmen deemed that they drew near to some country. And they sounded and they, fa- they, they and found it twenty fathoms. And when they had gone a little further, they sounded again and found it fifteen fathoms. In other words, they're getting closer to the shore, heading in a dangerous direction. But verse 29 says, And then fearing lest we should have fallen upon the rocks, they cast four anchors out of the stern and wished for the day. They cast four anchors out of the stern and wished for for the day. And that's what I want to talk to you for a few moments about tonight is that thought of four strong anchors in the storm. Four strong anchors that every believer needs to have if we're going to make it through the storms of life. Amen. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your, your spirit here tonight, for the Word of God. We love you so much, Lord. We thank you for the Word of God and for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I just ask you tonight to quicken my thoughts and my mind and help me to minister, to teach your Word to your people. And we will give you praise and glory for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. I think this goes without saying because we've said it before, but I just want to uh, reiterate this. And that is that there is one thing, one thing that we can be certain of in this life. And that is that we will encounter storms in life. And I'm not talking about, of course, we know we'll, go, we'll have real literal storms, but well, I'm talking about the spiritual kind of storms that come our way. And uh, it's an analogy that we use when we talk about the storms of life. It's an, an analogy that we use that get, has reference to adversity and troubles and problems that we face in life. And all of us have that, those times of adversity and we face difficulties and we have problems um, that come to us in life. There are spiritual storms. And those storms, when they come, you know, sometimes, and, and I don't have time to go into all this tonight, but there are some storms sometimes that the Lord sends. And those are storms usually that when God sends a storm, it's because we've got in disobedience, kind of like Jonah, you know, how Jonah did, you know, and he got in disobedience. And God sent a storm to get him straightened out. But sometimes there are storms that Satan sends. And uh, we found that out, you know, from studying Mark chapter 4, the storm that came when Jesus and His disciples were on the Sea of Galilee. And Jesus stood on the, on the front, on the bow of that, of that boat, and He rebuked that storm and commanded it to, to be peace, to, 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 to hush. And He said, peace be still. Well, we know that He wasn't rebuking God. We know he wasn't rebuking his father, so that storm had to come from the enemy. But when those storms come, when they come from the enemy, storms are generally designed by the enemy to capsize our faith. His his desire in the storms of life are to cause spiritual shipwreck. And that's just what was getting ready to happen here to Paul and those 276 men that were on this ship. They had sounded out with their, with their uh, instruments to see when it was dark. They couldn't see to see how far they were, if there was land ahead. And they, it came back that they were 20 fathoms away from land. And then they waited a little longer and sounded out, and it was 15. So they knew they were getting close to some land. 
that they were headed for a shipwreck. And that's what storms are designed to do. And they're designed to, uh, by the enemy, when they come from the enemy, to capsize our faith. Storms come to us in different, different forms. There are storms that come that are storms of sickness. There can be storms of financial problems, financial trouble, storms in our home, in our families, in our relationships. And there's, there are emotional storms such as depression and anxiety that come against the believer and attack our minds and attack our emotions. And then none of us are exempt from these storms that come our way. But I do want to say this, that no matter what kind of storm does come your way, no matter what kind of storm of life that we find ourselves through, I think that this 27th chapter of the book of Acts lets us know that there's some good news, and that is that we can make it through those storms. You know, one thing we got to do is stay on board the ship. Paul had told those guys there was, a, there was a bunch of them there that was trying to get on the lifeboat and they were sneaking over there to drop the lifeboat and get off the boat. And Paul stopped them and he said, except you abide in the ship, you cannot be saved. So I think that's a good lesson for all of us. We got to stay in the boat, stay in the ship, Stay in the old ship of Zion. Stay in the Lord Jesus Christ. And no matter how rough the seas are, no matter how, how high the waves are, no matter how bad the situation is, if we'll stay in the boat, if we'll stay with Jesus, Jesus will see us through the storms of life. Can I get an amen tonight? I really believe that. I really believe that. Sometimes, you know, we think, well, I don't know if he's going to see me through this one or not. Anybody, anybody ever been in one of those? I mean, and that's the way they were here in this 27th chapter of Acts, they were in such a terrible situation that the Bible said that all hope that they were going to be saved had been taken away. It was such a terrible storm. They didn't see sun or moon or stars for two weeks, for 14 days. Paul said it was, a, it was no small tempest that lay upon us. It was a terrible, terrible, terrible storm. And here these experienced sailors were just sure that they, they were going to lose their lives. But but God, God is, you know, He specializes in delivering us and bringing us through those storms of life. So the question that we need to ask ourselves, the right question is not whether or not storms are going to come. You know, we don't want to sit here tonight and say, I wonder if I'll ever have another storm of life. Well, I can answer that question for you tonight. Amen. You don't have to ask that or wonder about that because the answer is yes. Amen. You're either in a storm, coming out of a storm, or headed to a storm. And I know some people don't like to hear that. Uh, you know, that, well, Brother Rick, you don't have to be so negative. And I don't think I'm being negative. I think I'm just stating a fact because that's the way that it is. But praise be to God that the Lord will see us through the storm. And so the question's not whether or not we will face the storm, but the question is how are we going to respond to the storm? How will we respond? And so that's what we want to look at here tonight because Paul and his crew, this crew here, faced a life-threatening life storm for 14 long days. The crew had gone into a panic, but Paul stood up and he shared with them some good news and told them not to fear. He told them to be of good cheer. Sister Reed told me tonight to get a smile on my face and I'm, I'm going to 
be of good cheer tonight, amen? But he told them, be of good cheer, and he gave them some spiritual advice. And Paul gave them, here the Bible says that they, they cast out four anchors and wished for the day. They knew they were getting ready to crash, and so they had to put some anchors out to hold them steady in the storm. Well, how many of us know tonight that we've got to have some anchors? And how many of y'all know we've got some anchors of the soul that will hold us steady no matter how strong the winds are, the waves are, the storms are? I want you to know God has provided, our, provided His church, provided His people with some anchors that will hold us steady and get us through while the storm is raging. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Amen. So I want to look at these four anchors tonight. And the first one is the anchor of God's presence. And this is an anchor that all of us have. And this is definitely an anchor that I'm glad that we've got. Because in verse 23, see, Paul had, had been visited by an angel. And the angel spoke to Paul in verse 23. And the angel, or, or Paul relates what the angel said to him in verse 23. The angel had told him, Paul, you don't have to worry about anything. Uh, I'm here with you. The Lord's with you. And uh, you're going to make it through this. Don't, don't worry about it. You're going to make it through. That was, that was a word that I believe Paul needed to hear. That they were going to make it through the storm. And that's a, a word I believe that all of us need to hear is that we're going to make it through the storm. Now I know I know that, and I don't know if anybody realizes this, but, but in the last, here recently, our church has been going through a, a spiritual storm, so to speak. Um, Satan, Satan has been attacking, he's been attacking members of the worship team, been getting sick, and just different things have been happening, and we've been experiencing a storm. But, but we've got to understand something tonight, that God is still with us, His presence is still here, and he's going to take us through the storm no matter how rough it is, no matter how, how strong the winds may blow. The anchor that we've got that we can depend on tonight is that we have the presence of the Lord and that the Lord is by our side and he is with us. Can I get an amen tonight? Hallelujah. He said there in verse 23, when Paul relayed this information to these sailors, he told them, don't, don't, don't be afraid. He said, be of good cheer and everything. Verse 22, and then he said, for there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, fear not, Paul, you must be brought before Caesar, and God has given you all them that sail with you. So what was he saying? He was saying that uh, God's presence is with you. God has sent, listen, there was, as, long as, this, as long as this angel of the Lord was on board this ship, that, I don't care how strong that storm was, with the angel of the Lord on that ship, that thing's not going under, amen? God has sent his angel to protect them. God's presence is there. And I don't know about anybody else, but we need, I know I need to remind myself and we all need to be reminded of one fact. 
And I know it's, it's very elementary and I know it's very simple, but we need to hold fast to it because listen, the devil's always telling us God's not there anymore or God has left you. Anybody ever go through something where you just don't feel the presence of God? But I'm gonna tell you, even when you don't feel him, you can know he's there. Even when it looks like he's not there, you can know he's there. His presence is there. He said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Lo, I am with you always, even till the end of the age. Can I get an amen? Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. We have got some precious promises that let us know that he's with us. In Isaiah 43 and 2, he said, when you pass through the waters... I will be with you. When you pass, go through the rivers, they will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned and neither shall the flame kindle upon you. We need to latch on to those promises tonight. Hebrews 13 and 5, he says this in Hebrews 13 and 5, be content with such things as you have. For he, the Lord, has said... I will never leave you nor forsake you. David said it in Psalm 23. Yea, though I walk through, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me. Hallelujah. I'm glad he's with me tonight. He's with you tonight. He's with this church tonight. The angel of the Lord is encamped around about those that fear the Lord to deliver them we will make it through the storm cause the Lord is with us can I get an amen, amen. hallelujah he went into the fiery furnace with the three Hebrew children. He was the fourth man in the fire. He sent an angel to give the lion's lockjaw when Daniel was in the lion's den and brought him through the lion's den. Amen? I'm telling you, he opened up the Red Sea and carried the children of Israel through on dry land and was with them for 40 years in the wilderness. He will be with us and he will see us through. Praise the name of of the Lord. Amen. Amen. So we have that as an anchor that will hold us steady. And we need to tell the devil that, you know, every chance we get. We need to thank the Lord every opportunity we have that He's there with us, that He's dwelling in us, that He will never leave us, and give Him praise for that. And let the devil know when the devil tells you that you're all alone, when the devil tells you you've been forsaken, when the devil tells you you're not going to make it through this trial or through this storm, you can tell him, I've got an anchor. I'm anchored in Jesus. The storms of life I'll brave. I'm anchored in Jesus. I'll fear no wind or wave. I've anchored in Jesus and he has power to save. I've anchored in the rock of ages. Hallelujah. We're going to make it because God is with us. And if God be with us and if God be for us, who can be against us? Can you give the Lord a praise tonight? Woo! The second anchor that we have, we have the anchor of His presence, but the second anchor, anchor that will hold us steady in the storm is the anchor of His promises. We have His presence, but thank God we have His promises. Somebody say, thank God for the promises. 
Hallelujah. In verse 25 there, he said this. Paul said, Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God that it, it shall be even as it was told me. Paul had received a word from the Lord, from this angel. The angel had given him a promise from God and uh, had, had reminded Paul that he would need to go and he would need to stand before Caesar. And he told him that all of those in that ship were going to be spared. Nobody was going to lose their life. And so Paul had a word from the Lord. He had a fresh word from the Lord, a promise from the Lord that, um, that told him from this angel that he was going to make it through. Now I want you to know, you don't have to have an angel to come and talk to you. You don't have to have an angel to appear to you to give you a word. We have a more sure word of prophecy, the Bible says, than, than the word of an angel because we've got this written word of God that we can go to and find the promise that we need and lay hold of the promise of God for our life and in our life. Can I get an amen tonight? Amen. So having the word of God, a word from God that Paul had was enough to anchor him and give him an assurance because Paul knew something about God. Paul knew, and we need to get a hold of this too, that God is a promise-keeping God. If the Lord makes a promise, He's not going to go back on that promise. Now that's, you know, people are not that way sometimes. They'll make promises and then they'll go back on them and not keep those promises. But, and sometimes I think maybe we, we get our mind on that of, of people not keeping their promises and we think God's that way. But listen, God's not like that. When God gives us His Word and God gives us His promise, we can count upon the promise of God. We can count on the Word of God because it, it's sure, it's steadfast. And Paul knew that God was a promise-keeping God. And, uh, you know, the Bible says in Romans 4, 21, it says that Abraham was fully persuaded that what God had promised he was able to perform. See, that's the kind of faith that you need and I need. We need, we need to, to be fully persuaded. And I think sometimes we're not. We're not fully persuaded like we ought to be. Persuaded that if God's made us a promise that he's going to hold to that promise. I, I don't know, I, I, I wrote this down some time back, but, and I don't even remember where I read it or where I got it from, because uh, I got it a long time ago, but um, somewhere I picked up this information, and it may be or may not be correct, I hadn't had time to fact check it, okay? But that there are 7,847 promises in the Word of God. Now, I don't know if that's accurate or not, but I do know one thing, that there are a lot of promises from Genesis to Revelation. God has made a lot, a lot of promises to you and I. And there's a lot of promises in His Word that we can latch on to. So no matter how rough the storm may be that you're going through or that we're going through together, um, the anchor of God's promise the anchor of God's Word will hold us steady and will hold us steadfast. And we've got to do what Paul did. We've got to get a hold of a promise from the Word of God and stand on that promise and say what the Apostle Paul said. Here was his anchor. He said, Sirs, I believe God that it will be even as it was told me. 
And that's the kind of faith. Do you know that's what faith is? That's the kind of faith that we have to have that that we just get a promise from God and we say that's what the Lord said and He's going to make good on it and it will be even as he, it was told me. There's, you need to learn to say, I believe God. I believe the Lord. Amen. How many of you believe the Lord tonight? You believe His Word. You believe His promise. I believe, amen. I believe you do. But we can stand boldly and declare, I believe God that it shall be as it was told me. We need to learn to say that to the enemy. We need to learn to, to use the sword of the Spirit and quote the Scriptures, the Word of God to the devil. It's, our, it's the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. And use it against the attacks of the enemy. The Bible says in Numbers 23, 19, that God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. And I love this. Here's what the writer said. Hath he not said and shall he not do? Hath he said and shall he not do? Or has he spoken and shall he not make it good? You know what he's saying there? In other words, he's saying if God said something, he's going to make good on what he said. If God promised something, he's going to make sure he fulfills what he said that he would do. God will never go back on his promise. He's just looking for somebody to believe in him and in his word. We need that anchor tonight. An anchor of the promise of God. Amen? Titus said that the hope of eternal life is that we know that God cannot lie. Hallelujah. He cannot lie. Everything that he says is true. So I want to encourage you to let down the anchor of the promise. Get a hold of the promise of God. Latch on to it tonight and say with Paul, I believe God. We're coming through the storm. It may be dark tonight, but praise God, he's bringing us through to the light of a glorious day. We've got his promise to stand on. Amen. Hallelujah. So thank God for the promise of his, for his presence, for his promise, but also the anchor number three, the anchor of the plan of God. The anchor of the plan of God. How many of you all know that God has got a plan for your life? Amen. You're not just you're not just running through life just willy nilly and don't know you know and and just living by fate. God has orchestrated a plan for your life. He's got a plan for me. He's got a plan for you. He's got a plan for this church, for this ministry. How many believe that tonight? So that's another anchor that we have is the anchor of the plan of God. We've got the presence of God. We've got the promises of God. And thank God we have the plan of God. Now notice what he said, what, what Paul said in verse 24. He said, he said that the angel told him this. The angel said to Paul, fear not, Paul, for you must, notice that word, for you must be brought before Caesar. Now this was a, a word of God given to Paul, revealing to him. It was a word of wisdom. And I don't know if you remember when we studied the gifts of the Spirit about the word of wisdom. But this was a word of wisdom that was given by an angel to Paul, revealing a little bit of, to Paul about what the plan of God was for his life. And God showed Paul through, the, through this angel, God showed him that his plan for him was to make it to Rome and to stand before Caesar, 
That's where, that's where he was headed. But the enemy, the enemy, that's what I believe happened here with this storm was um, that the enemy was trying to thwart and stop the plan of God from from coming to fruition in Paul's life. He didn't want Paul to get to Rome. He didn't want Paul to get to Caesar and stand before Caesar. But he said, he said this was the plan of God, that you must be brought before Caesar. He ministered that to Paul and told that to Paul. And Paul told it to everyone on board. And uh, praise God, God's plan for everyone on this ship, according to what was given to Paul, was that all of them were to live and make it through the storm. He said, not one person on here is going to lose their life. Everybody's going to be saved. But you got to stay in the boat. Right? You got to stay. You got to stay in the boat. So God's plan for them was to make it through this storm for Paul to make it to Rome. You know, Jeremiah 29, 11 is one of my favorite verses. And I know it's the favorite of a lot of people here tonight too. But it talks about God said, for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. And there are good plans. How many knows that? They're good the plans God has for us are good plans. He said they're plans to prosper you and not to harm you, but they're plans to give you a hope and a future. Now listen to that. That's the plan that God has for your life, to give you something to look forward to, to give you a hope and to give you a hope for a good future. God's got a good plan. Now, there may be some storms and let me change that. There will be some storms that will try to hamper, to hinder, to stop the plan of God from coming to pass in your life. But I'm here to tell you that if you will stay true to God, if you will believe the Lord, His plan's going to be, His plan's going to be fulfilled for you in your life. There's nothing. Listen, as long as you will live for God and stay close to Him and give your life to Him, there is nothing the enemy can do that, that will stop God's plan from being fulfilled in your life. Come on, amen. I believe that tonight. Hallelujah. God's plan for your life is to take all the bad things in the all the bad things that the enemy brings against you and he said that he would cause all things to work together for good to those who what? Who love God and to those who are the called according to his purpose. So if you love him tonight and you're called according to his purpose and you've surrendered and dedicated yourself to him, know this that the plan of God will be fulfilled in your life. There's not a devil or a demon in hell or out of hell that's big enough to stop the plan and the purposes of God for your life if you will obey the Lord and follow after Him. Amen. Amen. Woo! That's, that's shouting ground right there, I'm telling you. Amen. God's plan for Paul was to preach the gospel to Rome. That was His plan for Paul. And his plan also, he even said here in, in that passage that you're going to first, before you get to Rome, you're going to first make a pit stop on a certain island, the island of Malta, the island of Melita. You're going, that was the plan of God too. 
So here's the thing. All the storm can do. And somebody said, well, why was it God's plan for him to go to shipwreck there on the island of Malta? You remember what happened there on the island of Malta? Paul, Paul ministered to a, yeah, he got bit by a snake and, and they thought he was a, you know, some bad guy, you know, some sinner because he got bit by a snake. But remember, remember what he did with it? He just just shook it off, just sung it off, and there was no harm. And they all, they all thought he was somebody special then. But remember, he went to the, the one of the main dudes uh, there on that island was sick with dysentery, with a high fever, and they took Paul to him, and Paul laid hands on him and prayed for him, and God healed him. And then they brought other sick people from the island, and Paul ministered to them and healed them. And there was many, I believe, that, that, that heard the gospel there on Malta. See, it was in the plan of God all along. Any, any storm that the devil brings to try to capsize your ship can only do one thing. If you'll stay true to God and stay in the boat, the only thing the storm the devil sends can do is just bring you into the fulfillment of the will of God and plan of God for your life. Glory to God. He takes those bad things and turns them into something good. That which was meant for evil, he turns it into good. And only God knows how to do that. Woo! Hallelujah. I'm glad I came to church. Amen. Praise God. So I don't care what storm you may be in. It doesn't matter. You've got to realize that God's got a plan for your life. God, the Word of God says in Philippians that the God, that, that he, the God who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that what he said? Of course, there's conditions there. We've got to stay with the Lord and follow Him. But he's, he's began a good work in our life, so He will complete and finish that good work. We've got to believe that. He's got a plan for Abundant Life Family Church for 16 years. He, you know, we've, we've, been through, uh, we've been through some storms in the past. Every church goes through storms. If there's, if there's a church that, that the enemy never bothers or never attacks and never has a problem, then they must not be doing too much to upset the devil. Amen? Because, uh, but, I, but I've got some good news, though, tonight, that Jesus Christ said this. Jesus said, upon this rock, speaking of himself, he said, upon this rock I will build my church. And he said, the gates of hell will not, shall not prevail against it. Amen? And Satan's been trying for 2,000, over 2,000 years to capsize the church, to, to, to destroy the church, to persecute the church, uh, to afflict the church. But the more the enemy attacks the church, it, it just, you know, God just continues to bless. He can't destroy your faith. He can't destroy God's church as long as we continue to believe Him because God has a plan. He started us here, got us going 16 years. Years ago, and I believe that he still has a plan. I don't believe that, I don't believe for a minute that the Lord is finished with Abundant Life Family Church. Amen. So the devil just well back up. Amen. Because God's got a plan, and we're coming through the storm, and we're going to fulfill the plan and the destiny that God has arranged for us. Amen. That's an anchor that we have that will hold us steady. But number four, is the anchor we've got. What have we had here? 
We've had the anchor of God's presence, the anchor of God's promise. These are things that will hold us steady in the storm. The anchor of God's uh, plan for our life. But then the fourth one is the anchor of God's power. Thank God for His power. Amen. We just sang a while ago about what an awesome God He is. and He is an awesome God. Amen. The Bible says in verse 44 that the rest and the rest, they, 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 they did, the ship did hit land. It broke apart. And it said the rest, some on boards and some on broken pieces of the ship, they made it to land. It said all, so all, it came to pass that they escaped all safe to land. Out of 276 people, 277 counting Paul, but 277 people suffered this shipwreck. All went into the water and not one life was lost. Are, are you listening to me? Not one person drowned. I mean, it's dark, it's, it's windy, it's, it's a terrible situation, but everybody made it safe to shore. Some of them grabbed onto to some pieces of wood, broken pieces of the ship. Some of them, I guess, were good swimmers. I don't know. Uh, if, it'd have been, if I'd have been there, I'd have been one of them being looking for a piece of wood to latch onto, <laughs> amen, to float in. But, 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 the, but the miracle of this was that they all made it safe to the land, to the, to the other side. That is the power of God. Only, only the power of God is strong enough to be your anchor in the midst of the storm, amen? amen. See, if I'm going to have to be in a storm... I want to be anchored to the strong power of the one who can calm the wind and who can calm the waves of the storm. Listen, God's able by His power to work everything out according to His will and according to His glory. And He, by His power, will see us safely to the other side. It may look like at times that the boat is going to sink. It may look like at times that the storms of life will prevail. It may it may even seem that, the, that, 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 that everything's going to fall apart. But I can tell you assuredly tonight, ladies and gentlemen, that when the waves have settled down and when the winds have stopped their blowing and when the rains have abated and when the storm clouds have moved off to into the horizon, that you will see that God's power was in action and that He was in control the whole time and had you safely in his hands to bring you through. Only the power of God can do that. He is almighty and all powerful. Can I get an amen? amen? Hallelujah. I quoted this verse a while ago, but Jeremiah said it in Jeremiah 32, 17, nothing's too hard for you. Nothing's too hard for God. Paul said in Ephesians 3 and 20, that it's unto Him that is able. And this is one of my favorite verses, that He is able, God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or even think. Let me tell you, we're serving a great big God tonight. Oh, thank God for His power, that will that is in us, that is with us. Praise God, through the Holy Ghost, we have His power dwelling within us tonight. And if God has the power that He can make an axe head float. If God has so much power that He can even make an old dumb donkey to talk, 
If God has enough power to split the Red Sea and to part the Jordan River, if He can raise the dead, if He can tell the thunder and lightning when to come and when to go, I'm going to tell you He's got the power to keep you and me safe through every storm of life that we may encounter and bring us safely to the other side. Hallelujah! We may be a little wet and dripping, amen, but we'll make it safe to shore because God's power is going to protect us and keep us and lead us on. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Worship team, make your way back. Listen, listen. I made mention of this a while ago, but in closing, I want to I reiterate this fact. These are the four anchors that we have been given. The four anchors that will hold us, hold us fast in the storm. We need, to, we need to put those anchors down. We need to let them down so that they'll hold us. But I want you to notice again that those who were attempting to leave the ship, Paul said to them in verse 31, he said, except these abide in the ship, you cannot be saved. So there's one thing that you don't want to do in the storm. You don't want to jump ship. You don't want to jump overboard. There's a lot of people, a lot of times, that's what happens when they're in the storm. They do experience shipwreck or they jump ship, they jump overboard. But we can't afford to do that. Don't jump ship in the storm. In order to make it through, you've got to abide in the ship. You've got to stay faithful to Jesus Christ. You've got to stay put and get a hold of His promise. There's so many in these last days in which we're living in today, there's so many that want to abandon ship when they face a little trouble in their life. You, you know what I'm talking about? It seems like the people are not steadfast. You know, the Bible tells us that we're to be steadfast and immovable and always abounding in the work of the Lord. But today, in this day which we're living in, people's faith seems to be kind of weak and they, they, want to, they, they, they just don't stay faithful. They want to abandon ship at the least sign of the smallest trouble, the slightest puff of wind, the slightest puff of wind of adversity wants to send them overboard. I'm going to tell you something tonight. We've got to stay on the boat. We've got to stay in the ship. Amen? And if we do, we will get to the other side. Jesus made a statement in Matthew chapter 24 and verse 13 when He was talking about all of the, all of the troubles that were coming on the face of the earth. And He said this, He that endureth until when? The end. The same shall be saved. It's not the one that starts out on the voyage but it's the one that's still standing and still enduring when all the dust is settled and the smoke is cleared and the storms are over. You remember Jesus gave that same analogy in Matthew chapter 7 about the two builders. One built on the rock, built his house on the rock. The other built his house on the sand. But the storm came to both houses. Both houses. And when the storm came, one house fell and was destroyed, but the other house the one that was on the rock was still standing. We need to stand. We need some anchors tonight. Amen.